This is the Citizen of Heaven podcast number 218, Adoption, Part 2. I am Hal Hammonds, Citizen of Heaven, your embedded correspondent in Satan's world. Thanks for listening, sharing, and subscribing. We're back for the second part of my conversation with adventurers in the field of adoption. Wilson and Julie Adams have adopted three teenagers from overseas. Scott Beyer and his wife Jenna have adopted a total of seven children, many with serious health issues. In this section, we discuss the role we play in accomplishing the will of God in our lives and the roles our friends and brethren play, both for good and for ill. The Trap Family Singers by Maria von Trapp was an interesting read for me this year. Of course, I was raised on The Sound of Music and knew the general music good, Nazis bad plotline. But I was impressed in Frau Trapp's own story how a particular saying kept resonating with her through every obstacle, every challenge of life. It was something written on the wall of the abbey where she once served. God's will hath no why. God is accomplishing his purposes in you. His reasoning is not our concern. Our job is to simply wake up every day and find a way to glorify him where we are. Would you please describe your concept of God's will and how you've seen it working through the adoption process in your lives? I think God has a sense of humor. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think that's a good place to start. I learned more about myself with adoption Mm -hmm. than in any other relationship I've ever had. You know, we we tell people sometimes, if you want to learn about what it's like to be Jesus, get married. Because in marriage, you will figure out how to be Christ-like. Okay, I get that. Then when you want to get a really good look at yourself in a mirror, look in the eyes of a child who's been in trauma. Then you'll figure out God's will in your life. Yep. You know, the thing is, is the short answer to how do you understand what God's will is? God's will is the Bible. That's that's God's will. So we look in the Bible, and then you're supposed to read it, and then you're supposed to do it. That leap from read it to do it, that's where we kind of get ourselves in trouble, is that sometimes we go, well, I read it, and that's the same as doing it right. No. Reading about riding a bike is very different than riding a bike. And so one of the things that James one twenty seven does is it it tells you Pure and undefiled religion is to care for widows and orphans in their distress. That's God says that's pure. So when you move from read it to trying to do it, and I will emphasize, at least for me, there's a lot of trying, not necessarily a lot of doing it right, but trying, you learn a ton because you're now on the bike and you scrape your knees up and you fall in the bushes. And sometimes you want to burn the bike down and like all of it. But in the end, it takes you on the journey he wants you to go on. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the thing is when we're doing what we find in the Bible, not just reading about it. I don't want to be an intellectual Christian. I'm really not interested in being a scholar of the Bible. Now, there are some scholarly elements to it, and there, are, there is a reason for study, and don't misunderstand me, but if it's study for the purpose of study, I got other things to do. But when you begin to read it and then try and apply it, then you're going to know what it's like to ride the bike. And I am not a good bike rider, but I've found the pedals. You know, I'm, (laughs) I I think that's, that's the process that for Jenna and I, we found is that you do learn 
it's like Julie's saying, you learn a ton about yourself. And yeah, where but, you but Scott, be. I'm standing on the sideline. I don't know how to ride a bike. I've never ridden a bike, but I'm going to tell you, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's, and you I need mean, to, you need to do this. You need to do that. And, <laughs> and I, I've got all the answers to how you need to ride that bike. Right. But I and, don't ride a bike and I, I have no interest in riding a bike, even though I probably should ride a bike, but that's just the way it is. So what, I, mean, I have been you... a perfect coach for every NFL game I've ever watched. Why oh. did they make that call? Right. <laughs> you know, uh, but I don't want to go out there and take the hits. And it it, it is. I mean, it's, it just comes with the territory. It does. Mm-hmm. It does. Yeah. And I didn't expect that either. No, what you would expect would be people on the sideline as you're riding your bike, cheering, cheering mm-hmm. the fact that you're out here doing you're, 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 you're learning, you're, you're riding, you're doing and 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 giving you encouragement that there are those that do that too though right i mean and those people i i will say the flip side of it is it's i guess it's like a lot of things i i had somebody tell me once when they lost their spouse and they went through that grief that there were people that they thought they were close to who they became they realized they were not as close right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but then the flip side of that is there were people that they didn't think they had any connection with that all of a sudden they became very, very close to. Mm-hmm. And so it, back to your question, Hal, about God's will, it builds your actual fellowship, right? When you're when you're riding the bike, when you're in the game, you end up finding, oh, this guy over here I didn't think I had anything to, in common with, he's actually in the game too. And so now we're on the same team. We're doing something. And this other person that I thought I had a lot in common with, they just stayed on the sidelines. Mm-hmm. So it does build and and corrode relationships. I think I, I we've seen both. There are people that I just, the best relationships I have have been created by this. But it, it's hurt some too. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. We've seen it both as well. Yeah. And I will say to you also how about God's will. I think God's will is more for Wilson and myself and Scott and Jenna. God's will, that James 127 that we use all the time, is not just written to Scott and Jenna and Wilson and Julie. It is written for all of God's people who are wanting to do something mm-hmm. for to be in that pure and undefiled religion. It's going to look different, mm-hmm. but... Sometimes I sit and and wrongfully so in an assembly and I'm looking at people going, how come you haven't? How come you haven't? And how come you haven't done this? And I have had to stop doing that because I have to realize I don't know their life. God does. But there's a lot of work to be done in this arena. And there's a lot of work to be corrected in this arena. But that's part of how God's will works. Yeah, you don't have to adopt to fulfill James one twenty seven, but you Amen do need to, to be supportive mm-hmm. of those who do. Yep, and, and encouraging those who do, and 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 being there and being there for them, and and that can look that can look a different ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, and, and I was talking to another adoptive father one time, and he and he said the same thing where he had made that mistake because sometimes you know, look when when you're doing something you kind of wonder why isn't everybody doing this thing? And and that's forgetting the bodies made out of different members. And mm-hmm. he had kind of been pushing with a friend of his, why aren't you guys adopting? And finally the guy had to pull him aside. He goes, look, I full-time support two widows in another country. Like that's where our effort and energy is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He didn't know that. 
and rightfully so because he wasn't his buddy was not letting the right hand know what the left hand was doing. So it isn't about everybody doing the same thing, but we can all do something, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we all have people in our lives who have gotten to a place where they come to you and they're all bright-eyed and guess what? Guess what? I've started selling essential oils. <laughs> and and yeah. you just you say that's great. <laughs> you know, and you want to be supportive, but you know, this is going to change our relationship and not for the better necessarily. <laughs> you know, they're, oh, they're going to want to change me and I'm not especially in the mood to be changed uh, right now. <laughs> Whether, and it could be oh. running, it could be vegan diet. It could be you know, anything. Mm-hmm. I have made this incredible step in my life. It has changed everything. You've got to hear about it. <laughs> and I think we would all agree, at least in principle, that reserving a certain level of enthusiasm for the things of Jesus is is critical. It's just not right for me to be enthusiastic about college football or or whatever, like I am about about Jesus. But a lot of people, their their hobby, their passion, their whatever comes a very very close second, and and they start looking down on you mm-hmm. for not getting fired up like they're fired up. And I really appreciate as a non-adoptive parent, the perspective that both of you are, are lending here, that there are different roles for different people. There are eyes and ears and arms, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And if we can all support one another in the efforts that are going on and find our way to participate, find our way to encourage, maybe as a somewhat detached participant in all of this kind of thing. I can also be one who encourages widows. I can encourage orphans. I can be a part of the solution. And part of it too, is like, it doesn't matter even in the adoption world. See like the Adams and the buyers to, to kind of just take our two groups. We're not even in the same world of adoption. Like the Adams are older children adoption and international. I have no experience with that. None. And so I can be supportive of them and should be, uh, and hopefully they feel that I am, (laughs) but I also don't know that road. And so you're back to Wilson's caution, I think, of be careful that you don't go, well, you should just do it my way um, and, and being on the sideline. And Jenna and I are over here our adoptions have all been domestic, fairly, not all of them, but many of them medically complicated. That's a different world. So even within the world of adoption, you have differences. So all Christians should be doing things and supportive of others who are doing things for Jesus, but we're going to be different. And that's beautiful. Like that's the beauty of it is the difference. If we were all the same, it would be boring. But here's the deal, Scott. If I'm going to be supportive of you and encouraging to you, then I need to come to you instead of saying, let me know if there's anything I can do, which means nothing. I need to come to you and pull you aside and say, help me understand some specific things, some specific ways I can support you and your family, because I know this has got to be a difficult, difficult situation. And 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 and, and give me give me some give me some ideas or think it think it over, get back to me of ways that I can help you and your family in this critical piece of, of taking in these, in taking in these children. 
so many people will not do that. And it could be as simple as a Sunday afternoon respite. You know, uh, let me take let me take the kids this Sunday afternoon and give you guys a chance to decompress and breathe. But people often don't ask two of our kids when we adopted them or two boys. Uh, people decided that we uh, we needed basketballs. You know how many basketballs I got? <laughs> I got six or seven basketballs in the mail. People burnt, send me basketball. Oh, boys, they need basketball. Well, I got more. Bas- I got a whole thing out in the garage full of basketballs. <laughs> I want to help you, Scott, but I, but I know how to help you. And, and so I'm going to help you the way I want to help you. And that that really oftentimes is backwards the way it, it really ought to be. And, and I think that there's a, a, a one huge point because we have been surrounded by people who've wanted to help and didn't always know how to. And I get that because mm-hmm. if mm-hmm. I don't really understand this journey, how can I expect them? I, I'm in it and I don't even know what I'm doing. So it's like, I, you know, but I do think that's a skill set that is just in general useful as a Christian, that when you see a brother or sister uh, or a family going through something that you want to help them, you can tell that this is something that helping would be good. You got to have, and I think maybe it's the humility to say, and bravery to go and say, I don't know how to help you, but I cannot tell you how much I want to. I pray for you every day. Is there something specific I could be doing? Um, Can you think about that and get back to me? Mm -hmm. Because then you're going to try and help them in the way they want to be helped. And, you know, back to kids, I've got a house full of kids who sometimes want to help me but they don't help me the way I want to be helped. And all of a sudden we've got, (laughs) you know, broken dishes and stuff like that. So good intentions don't Mm -hmm. always uh, lead to successful outcomes. And I agree. There's a lot of people who want to help, but they just don't know where to start. And that's not bad. I, I think those are just good people. But asking is a good place to start. Like just, and I'll engage that. When somebody asks mm-hmm. that, I'll, mm-hmm. I'll engage that. Yeah. Jenna will engage that. I might not even have a good answer for you, though. I will tell you that because I don't know what I'm doing most of the time. But I'll get back to you, and I'll, I'll remember that. Thank you for listening to the Citizen of Heaven podcast. Please rate, review, and share so others can access this content. I encourage you also to join the Heaven Citizens Facebook group. There you will find links to related materials, conversation starters, poll questions, and the occasional special announcement. Also, check out the Hal Hammonds channel on YouTube for even more content. Until next time, be strong and courageous, fight the good fight of faith, and do all things in the name of the Lord Jesus. This is Hal Hammonds, Citizen of Heaven, signing off.